Hey everybody, how's it going? Mike Stadler here with the Obsession Podcast. Carl Lefke here. Got a question today. Uh, do you guys hunt out west? How hard is it? How do I prep? I'm assuming... I don't know. Is it is prep physical prep? Or is prep... Yes. Hunting, oh, shooting... I don't know, I'm not sure. Yeah. All of it. We'll go through it. Jared, Jared asked that question. Do we hunt out west? Yes, we hunt out west. We definitely go out west. We love it out west. Love it out west. Uh, Carl and I have been hunting out west together for 22 years, I believe. This year will be 23, yep. I think. We're going again. We always go. Yep. Um, yeah, we've hunted elk, mule deer, antelope. antelope. Yep. That's so. what we usually go when we out west. <clears throat> but... You know, prep-wise, number one, I'm going to say your physical prep is really important, depending on what you're doing. Antelope hunting is a little bit easier. You still got to cover a lot of ground. You're still hiking a lot. And if you're doing a spot and stock hunt, yeah. you know, that's a big deal. Yeah, so, if you're bull hunting, everything's changing, which is what we're always talking about. So your hunt is always magnified by 10. That's true. Or more. The one thing I can tell people for sure is, you know, out west, the number one thing, 50 yards is a short shot. If you can get to 50, you better be able to make that shot. We we could probably talk on this question all day. Probably, but, you know, know, what about, you know, think about when we're in the mountains. Yeah, if if you're not physically conditioned and you're going on an elk hunt, good luck. I'm going to tell you that right now. I've watched guys quit. I've watched guys with altitude sickness. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, it, and you're in good shape, but you yeah, even got it, it that one. Yeah, I, I got it. I got dehydrated the last time we were elk hunting. You know, and my that was my fault, and I've done it quite a few times. So you got to really be careful out there. You got to acclimate yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, your equipment is huge, hugely important. It's a vast difference from walking out. And sitting in a tree, right? You know, when we say when we say have a backup bow, that's really important. Also, yeah. have a backup bow at west. You drop your bow at west, or something happens. What are you gonna do? Yeah, run back to town and have right. it fixed right away. Go back and get one quick. That's not gonna work out so well. <laughs> so, and then archery shops in most states out west, they're they're yeah. far and few between. They're usually not right where you're hunting yeah. anyway. So. Uh, that becomes difficult. Yeah, it's a it's, it's a blast. It's definitely fun out there. For, and for the two of us, you know, all the physical prep work we do, gym time, stuff like that, is for out west. Oh yeah. It's just bonus here here. Right. But we do that because we we spot stock move there every year with our bow, and that is what we love to do the most. Oh, so that is what all of our prep is for physically, mm-hmm. and it just aids in your whitetail hunting. Yeah, I mean, right now I run. <laughs> This is just this is just what I do, and Mike does more than I do. Currently, I'm running six days a week. I run four miles every morning, and then I lift. So I get up at three. I hit the gym, be at the gym by three thirty. I'll run four miles, then I'll lift until five fifteen, and then I shower and go to work. And I know basically you're a seven day a week guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm up at five. I'm usually at the gym by five thirty. Um, yeah, I do cardio every day. A little bit, at yeah. least. Um, I lift weights five days a week. One day is a lighter weight day. Yeah. Um, two days are strictly cardio and whatever I didn't fit in on the other two days. Right. But those are more than my heart. 
running steps, stuff like that, days. Yeah. Uh, and we're getting old. We are getting old. It is hard on you. The older you get, you know, I had a lot of, we had a lot of guys we knew, a lot of our buddies that were older than us, and uh, they'd always tell us, you know, you're getting older, the more you, it's going to take more and more effort. A lot of guys basically gave up. Yeah. Um, a couple, one individual in particular that talked to us about what we were all watching one time telling us basically that, you know, you don't have to prep to do this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well. You don't, you don't need to be in shape to. You have to be in good shape to be successful. I just say good luck with that. Yeah, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, it's, and it's always prep too. You know, you're shooting, so yeah. you know. Right now, I'll shoot 50 to 100 yards every week. Yeah. Um, right now, I'm not currently shooting every day. I'll be honest about that. Yeah, neither am I. But I should be. But yeah. Well, we're doing a lot of other stuff. Yeah, we right do now. shoot every week. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah, we shoot broadhead league together every yeah. week. And, and you know we're shooting every week, but the the those that those courses really we shoot the advanced stakes and the advanced stakes there are only out to forty yards, but we do it by judging yardage, no rangefinder, no binoculars. We're shooting at a the seventeen ring is like an inch and a quarter around, and then uh, what they call a fifteen ring is four inches around, and then the ten ring is what fifteen fourteen. Yeah, Paper plate. Paper plate. That's what I like yeah. plate, whatever you want to call it. And, you know, it's a competition, and we shoot the advanced stakes just because it's more of a challenge for us, but we don't use range finders, binoculars, and things that a lot of other guys use because we want to challenge ourselves even more and be able to make that kill shot. Yeah, don't get us wrong, we use them every time we hunt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I never step in the woods. But it just sharpens your, your skills a little bit better. That's something, too, that we we'll talk about equipment. Make sure you got a good range fire. And make sure you got a backup one. Oh yeah. And that's the same thing with your release. You know, if you're out in the mountains or anything like spotting stalking mule deer, you better have a backup release. You better but have a backup <laughs> check your range finders. Yeah. Especially if you're hunting with a buddy like Carl and I hunt together a lot. We check our equipment against each other because it may be where Carl's done and then he's gonna help me and he's gonna call a yardage. Yep. Well if if his yardage is different than my rangefinder, then my bull is going to shoot different. You mean you don't leave it on meters like Bob did? Let's not do that. We went through that one year. He <laughs> shot over and under everything out there. Now, we're calling yardage for him, and here he had sighted his bow in for meters, and we're ranging in yards. I'm like, Bob, it's a little different. come on, guy. Yeah. Yep, you'll have that. Well, last time we were out there, I had a ranger rangefinder failure. Yes. And I grabbed yours, yep. and it's plus or minus, well, the ours are within like two tenths of each other. Yeah, they were, they're tight. Yeah, so it's, it was, that's what saved me. I shot my deer the very next day, I think, or yeah, two I think days so. after. Yep. So, yep, I had a backup too, but Mike's was right there. Yeah, yeah there's <laughs> a lot, you know, a lot of prep, there's a ton of prep work. Prep work, you know, physically, uh, obviously we've talked about uh, equipment-wise, mm -hmm. uh, I know a lot of times I do this when we go out west. Like I like to, I like to run around out on my property with my bow when I have targets set up, mm -hmm. and I'm running and I'll run up to that target and be able to calm myself and make, make a, shot. a shot. That's a big one. That's People a... think I'm nuts. Yeah. But you have to do it. Yeah. What's he doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We. I'll do that too. Even like uh, if I'm shooting longer yardage, I'll shoot like three arrows, and then I'll sprint to the target, grab my arrows, and sprint back, yep. and then try and make that same shot. And, you know, you have to be able to do that. The other part of that, I think, the big thing out west for me, and you and you know it too, but it, it's the uh, 
the ability to keep yourself mentally stable when the time comes. You know, I had a breakdown last time we were in North Dakota. I mean, I was, I don't know. I took a bow, I was shooting a bow that I probably shouldn't have been shooting. And I was not hitting. I mean, I missed, I don't know how many times, like four. And I got a mental block, I think. And took, took, took Mike to straighten me out a little bit. And once that happened, once we got, you know, I got my, I guess, shit together. Yeah. I killed him. The very next shot, I killed yep. him. But, uh, yeah. yeah, you got to be able to mentally it'll, step back, look, and then go back. In. It'll mentally test you. If you're watching a lot of stuff on TV and you see these guys just walk up on an elk or walk up on a mule deer, it's not It's not going to happen that way. No. You know, if you're out there hunting with a gun, it's obviously different. You know, your, your range and how far away you can get is... Yeah, I mean... It's not even like contest them, but... You know, getting up and down, you know, mountains for sure is yeah. ridiculous. If you've never done it, you know, get ready and, you know, don't go out and buy a brand new pair of boots and, and then take them out west and break them Oh in. my God, you're going to you know, kill yourself. You'll wish you were dead. Yeah, you blister so, off. <laughs> oh yeah. Have that stuff ready, you know, back up boots too, stuff like that, you know, it's, and then the, your, your whole trip can change. It depends, you know, are you packing in? Mm -hmm. You staying somewhere? I mean, as a you know, you going with a guide. I mean, it, it's really a vast. A lot of people don't prep question. for the pack. Yeah. You know, uh, how many times? Well, how many times have we seen guys in the mountains that you know? You know for a fact they're not ready to pack anything out. No. They can barely pack their stuff in. Yep. And all of a sudden they shoot an elk. If they yep. shoot an elk, that's a whole new program. Yeah. You got a day shot if you shoot an elk. Oh yeah. You're a day down. And that's if you got two guys. Yeah. And that ain't getting it out of the well. Oh, no. You know, that's just getting it cut up if you're lucky. Quarterback. Just getting quarterback, yeah. <laughs> yep. And then you got to be able to cook. Cook for yourself. Be out there. Do your thing. Yeah. You know. Good packs are essential, I think, for anything. Especially Good if you're boots. elk hunting. Boots, packs, and clothing. Yeah. Obviously, your bow is your bow, but if you don't have good clothing, be ready, too. Because the weather will change, like... Right now. Yeah, we've been in it. We've been in it in the mountains. We've been in it mule deer hunting. Oh, yeah. We I can remember several years back, it was, what was it, 85, 85 degrees? 85 degrees, yeah. In November. In November. And two days later, we had a foot of snow. At least. On the ground, it was an absolute blizzard. Yep. And it was a nightmare. Yeah. And we did not kill anything. Nope. Oh. <laughs> Even the deer laid down. <laughs> it yeah. was, and, and it was windy. Yeah. It was windier six, than normal. 60 miles. Us. We're out there with bows yeah. trying to hunt deer, but we get snowed on the mountains. Oh, yes. you get snowed on the mountains a lot. Snow, rain, rain. sleet. Yeah, yeah. You got to be ready for that too, and carry <laughs> carry what you need to carry in there too. And here's another thing I'm going to tell you, and this is just me, but you should probably learn how to use a compass. Don't don't tell me your GPS is going to save you because I mean, yeah, you can carry extra batteries or whatever. I get it, you know. You can tell me that all you want, but if you can read a compass, you're going to live. If you have a GPS or your cell phone or whatever and you're relying on that, don't get me wrong, they got great stuff out there nowadays, but if you're relying on that, you could end up very, very dead. Right? Yeah, I mean, the guys we were with last time, oh, yeah. you don't want you guys to get lost. I said to Mike, where are we? He spit out the coordinates off of his compass. I'm like, we're good. We'll see you guys after dark. Yep. 
It's true. It happens quick, and the sun starts going down, and you might be miles from where you started. Yeah. You know. We put a lot of miles on yeah. that one. So that's it's. Be prepared for the worst up there. I've oh. seen some of it too. So yeah. You know, it's it's a, this question. Like I said, it could go on forever. How hard is it? It's the hardest thing you probably ever do. Yep. And if you're a whitetail hunter. <laughs> Uh, don't expect your whitetail knowledge to uh, make you be successful out west because it's totally different. Yeah, that's for sure. The animals react different. You might think that they're giving you space because they're staring at you and you can kind of walk up closer to them or close towards them. Don't worry. They know you're there. They're sizing you up. <laughs> so that's a big one too. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's the prep. Have good equipment. It's, have good boots. Good clothing, be able to cook, good pack, run, prep yourself, get physically in condition for going out west. It's really important. Have a plan. Have a plan. Go to a plan here. Plan to fail. That's a fact. That's your plan. That's a fact. <laughs> so, I, we're going to end the podcast right here. Thanks for listening to The Obsession. We appreciate you guys watching. Appreciate all the support over the last few years. Uh, if you guys get a chance, subscribe to the channel here at Rush Outdoors, Wisconsin. Also, check us out on our RSS feed at rss.com under the obsession. You can check us out at Spotify or Google Podcasts. We appreciate you guys. Thanks.